Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio WLMW 90.7 FM Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVB Radio in Las Vegas, Real Talk 93.3 The Voice of Freedom in St. Louis, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. Well, it's October, and that means it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And our heart goes out to all the women who have battled or are currently battling breast cancer. But like everything we do here on this show, we also try to um, maybe look at and and go down some research on some things that maybe the mainstream media doesn't talk about. And today we're going to be talking to explant surgery specialist, Dr. David Rankin, and explant advocate, D. Hicks, who have both done so much work to help women who have been suffering from getting breast implants, whether it's because they've gotten sick from the, from the breast implants, or maybe, you know, they had a mastectomy or double mastectomy after breast cancer surgery, and uh, now they're having new issues, or they are maybe having their cancer come back, and it could be related to the breast implants. So we're going to be talking about that today um, with grace and love and educating each other on how we can move forward in this subject. And it's really, um, really neat. I've seen a lot of people talking about this lately, a lot of women talking about this. And I love how these women are all supporting one another, coming together, trying to help each other out. So cannot wait for this discussion today on Faithful Freedom. This episode is brought to you by Cardio Miracle, a vitamin D and nitric oxide solution that supports better cardiovascular and overall health for your gut, your brain, your muscles, your skin, your hair, your heart, your whole health. Learn about John Hewlett's discovery at cardiomiracle.com. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers educating ourselves and forging a new path forward here from real people faithfully pursuing freedom this is faithful freedom with taryn gregson presented by we the patriots usa a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our god-given inalienable rights hi d hicks and dr david thank you guys for joining the show Absolutely. Great to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And Dee, I can't wait to hear your story. Um, but first, real quick, before we really dive in with, with Dr. Rankin here, just tell people, you know, what your short synopsis of your story is. So I had breast implant illness. Um, I was sick for about probably about two and a half, three years. You know, I went to tons of different doctors and specialists and you know, came across a website that had, you know, a lot of the information of the symptoms that I was suffering from. So I explanted in 2016. Um, I had made a post on Facebook, it kind of went viral and put me in a patient advocate role, you know, just on its own by doing that. And I spoke at the FDA and helped get the textured implants recalled off the market and a black box warning issued for all breast implants and about actually in two days, it will be four years. I've been working for Dr. Rankin, but I've been um, 
helping ladies through the explant process for just about a little over seven years at this point. Oh, well, we thank you so much for your work and for working to educate people and women and helping them through all of this. So I can't wait to, to hear more about your story. But Dr. Rankin, I really wanted to start with you and um, how you got into this, this field and in taking out the breast implants. Did you at first, were you putting them in ever in your career? Or have you always taken breast implants out? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, appreciate this. Um, I've been practicing for 20 years, and like most plastic surgeons, I started with doing all cosmetic surgery, trauma surgery, upper extremity surgery. I did do a lot of breast implants at first in my practice. I was doing two, 300 breast augmentations a year. Uh, but what I started noticing with some of my patients were women were having issues, were having complaints, were having symptoms with their breast implants. Um, so I started to remove and um, I found patients were getting better. Women were feeling better. They were recovering. So I decided to really dedicate my practice to helping those women that are affected by the breast implants. Are there specific implants that seem to be causing the problems? Or are they all implants? Um, what have you been finding? Uh, there's no definitive implant that causes breast implant illness. We do see it in smooth implants, textured implants, silicone implants, saline implants. So really a multitude. Um, we don't really know the actual cause. There's no evidence-based um, paper that's out there right now that, that leads us to the exact science behind this. Yeah, to me, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? You have something foreign, a foreign um, you know, substance that you're putting into your body. Is it kind of, I know you just said you don't really totally know, but is it seeming like that the body's rejecting it or it's more so the, the chemicals or the makeup of the implants that are causing it? Yeah, it's probably a combination of both. Yeah. Um, it is, as you said, a foreign body and your body tries to protect itself by forming what we call a capsule around it or walling off the implant. Um, but again, we don't know if it's the chemical composition of the implant itself or just by virtue of having a foreign body that the body rejects. And it doesn't affect every woman, um, but we're finding more and more that it does affect a lot of women. I'm sure that this is, um, you know, a really difficult path for many women to travel down, right? I mean, your breasts are a very um, sensitive and important part of being a woman. So then when you come to um, decide that this might be something that you need to do to do the explant surgery, I'm sure it's really a tough road for many women. Absolutely. It's very challenging um, emotionally for women when they get their implants. Most women generally like them and don't anticipate ever having to have them removed. So often it's a process of elimination of other potential causes and deciding in the end, this is the way to try and um, improve their health. And, and lo and behold, in many women, it, it really improves their health in a positive way. And then what goes into it? I'm sure that, um, and, and we'll get to this here in a second on the other side of the break. I'm sure that this is a very complicated process. I mean, you're having to, um, maybe restructure and, and form the breast. It's not just simply going in, cutting out the implants and then stitching them back up. I'm, I'm sure it's more complicated than that. Yeah, it's challenging for sure. Um, you have to do it properly. You wanna remove the implant. I feel that it's very important to remove the capsule or the surrounding scar tissue as well. There's some controversy in regards to that if you ask some other plastic surgeons, but um, 
there's some problems with capsules that are cancer causing potentially in some women, although it's a very small percentage. So I think it's important to, you know, get that out there and, and remove the capsule. As far as the reconstruction, yes, it is difficult because you've expanded the tissues of a patient and now you're removing a large volume. So you want to be able to reconstruct and um, give each woman their best possible appearance. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about that and um, the breast cancer angle of this here in just a moment on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson as we head into break. I want to encourage all of you, if you enjoy this show or if you appreciate the various ways that We the Patriots USA is fighting back in the courts as a nonprofit public interest law firm protecting medical freedom, parental rights, Second Amendment freedoms, and so on, head to wethepatriotsusa.org to commit to giving $10 per month today. And, you know, over the past couple of weeks here, I've introduced you guys to the wellness company. And now I'm interested to talk to you guys about their spike support formula. It's a truly revolutionary supplement. The wellness company was formed by a team of doctors, including Dr. Peter McCullough, who lost their jobs for speaking up about the vaccines and pushing back against the mandates and the lockdowns. Spike support formula is the only product that contains ingredients researched to block and dissolve COVID spike protein in the blood stream. So whether you've had to get the shot or you've had COVID or you've just never really gotten over it and you're watching the research pour in about vaccine shedding, spike protein being a serious concern, all the while we really don't know truly the extent of these effects for years to come, there is something you can do now to protect yourself and keep you and your family well. The wellness company says take spike support daily to combat spike proteins and get back to that pre-COVID feeling, go to twc.health slash WTPUSA and use code WTPUSA to save 10% at checkout. That's twc.health slash WTPUSA, code WTPUSA for 10% off. And welcome back into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. Um, we are talking today with Dr. David Rankin and D. Hicks about breast explant surgery, how women are getting sick from their implants, how they're removing them, how they're recovering from this, and also how this affects breast cancer, women with breast cancer, women that have had breast cancer, and maybe how these implants are also causing cancer themselves. So we welcome back into the show, Dr. David Rankin. Um, you know, it's, it's October, which means it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so people are talking about this throughout the mainstream media. And, and rightfully so, we want to stand behind, um, you know, those that have been battling breast cancer. But do we have any indications that these implants could be linked to breast cancer? Well, there are definitive links, um, mm -hmm. particularly in the capsules. The capsules can formulate uh, a lymphoma type cancer and now we're seeing a squamous cell type cancer. They are very rare. So, um, you know, we don't wanna alarm women, we wanna educate women um, to know that this is a potential development and to, to look out for it. Um, you know, it's all about education with breast implant illness, with the cancers that may be linked and to allow women to make more informed consents when they're considering implants. Absolutely. And then what about women that 
are considering implants because they've had breast cancer. They've had their breast tissues removed. They're, they've had a mastectomy, double mastectomy because of the, the breast cancer. Um, you know, and so they're, they're considering getting breast implants. Um, is this something that they should be concerned about possibly getting sick again um, because of implants? It's definitely a concern. It's something that should be brought up in the consultation with the plastic surgeon. There are a multitude of options when it comes to reconstruction after breast cancer. Some of those are implant-based, which needs a full discussion of the possible risks. And some of them are what we call autologous, which means taking some of the tissues from your body, through the abdomen, through other areas of the body, to recreate a breast mound that's fully from your body. It's a little more complicated, but that's an option also to be discussed. And then you don't have to worry about having an implant in those situations. Yeah, that seems um, obviously like a complicated solution, um, but one that you know, I myself would find intriguing. You would always want to use something that's coming from your own body. Is that more difficult on, because I, I should say more difficult on the patient because you're also taking tissues from other parts of their body as too? It's definitely more difficult. It's a more difficult recovery. Yeah. Um, it's more difficult from the surgical perspective. Also, you, you need to be highly trained in these techniques and there's, there's doctors that certainly are. Um, but those are options, non-implant based, that don't have to deal with the possibilities of cancer development from the cap capsule, breast implant illness. So something definitely worth discussing with your plastic surgeon. I was looking at your social media page, which is fantastic. Your Instagram page. I encourage everybody uh, listening or watching to go check you out there. It's very informative and it shows a lot of the women that you've been able to help over the years. And um, I've noticed too lately, you've had a lot of supermodels and, and models that have been um, patients of yours recently. Do you think that there's a shift in the attitude toward and the lens of beauty um, when it comes to implants, what it was maybe you know a decade ago versus what it is now. Do you find that women are more uh, embracing what they've naturally been given uh, as opposed to what that atmosphere was like in the beauty industry, you know, a decade ago or so? Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, standards shift, beauty shifts. Um, we're in a time where more natural is more more beautiful. I think, which is a positive trend. Um, smaller breasts are, are, are more in than, um, you know, the big implants. Um, if you look at statistics over the last couple of years with breast augmentation, it's, it's significantly down as a statistic from the American Society of Plastic Surgeon. Um, breast explanting is way up. So um, these go along with the trends that we're seeing in uh, popular culture. That's great. I love to hear that and see that um, as, a, as a woman. Women that have are interested in having explant surgery, um, but are still, you know, in their childbearing years, still have that dream of, of breastfeeding their child. Are they able to do that after explant surgery? Uh, most women can still breastfeed. Uh -huh. um, there is a possibility of decreased milk production. There's a possibility of not being able to breastfeed also depending on the type of reconstruction. Um, so, but that is something to take into consideration that breastfeeding may be effective after explanting. Um, I'm sure. Is it affected though, too, if you have implants as well? Um, sometimes not, not mm -hmm. as yeah. often as explanting where we often do a lift. Um, mm -hmm. but there is some, uh, you know, some, some of our patients do have problems with breastfeeding after breast augmentation for sure. 
What would you tell women um, are some signs if they feel like they've been sick um, and, you know, can't figure out why they have implants? What are some signs that women should be looking out for? Well, there's really a multitude of signs and symptoms that we're seeing. If you look now at the FDA website under breast implant illness, it does list the most common things that we see, like joint pain, brain fog, anxiety, and so forth and so on. There are a lot of sites on the web on the web that they can go to, support sites that are created by women that are experiencing this, and I encourage them to get online and talk with other women that have had these problems. Absolutely. And that's a great segue to bring in D Hicks who, um, D, you know, you experienced this yourself and, um, you said, you know, you're sick, you're, you have all these symptoms and you were able to be helped through some of these support sites. So where would you tell and point women to turn to? You know, um, explant is so, um, is, is really out there a lot all over the internet, you know, seven years when I, seven years ago when I explanted, there was a handful of groups, but you know, there's a lot of local groups to women's state, country, area. Those I recommend joining some of the local groups because you get the best support. You meet people in your area that are also, you know, going through what you're going through. But um, I was an admin of one of the groups, which is Breast Implant Illness Healing by Nicole on Facebook. She also has a website. That website and that support group absolutely saved my life because without those women in that group guiding me through the process, I wouldn't have known what to do. To do. When I joined the group um, in August of 2016, it had like, I think 2,500 members. Now it has close to 190,000 women. So it just goes to show that, you know, that's just one. Now there's easily over 200 explant groups on social media. So I just recommend kind of joining or following some like Dr. Rankin's account. It has, you know, tons of women who have explanted previously. It's great to kind of follow their journey and watch them, you know, rock what they got and fall in love with their bodies all over again, you know. Absolutely. Uh, those are great resources for people. And um, when we come back here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, we're going to talk to both Dee and Dr. Rankin, how they um, came to meet each other, what her experience with Dr. Rankin was like, the symptoms that she was having prior to that, how she felt afterward, and so on and so forth here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. You need to stand up for the kids because it takes everyone. That is Father Ernest Ramirez, who lost his 16-year-old son five days after the Pfizer shot. He is in our upcoming documentary, Shot Dead, which is debuting on November 9th, the one-year anniversary of what would be 19-year-old Trista Martin's anniversary of her death one year since she died from herself getting the Pfizer shot. That's what we're doing. We're standing up for the kids. This is the only documentary that is showcasing the children and the babies that have been lost by this shot. The women that have that were forced to get this shot during their pregnancy, how they've had miscarriages, stillbirths, and just the tragic loss of the children. And we are showing the humanity behind all of this, as well as doing some undercover and investigative reporting for you. Go to shotdead.org. You can put your email in there and we will send you the link to the live premiere on November 9th. After that, it will be available for free on demand. So we are doing this um, just 
completely 100% supported by you, the donor. So if you find it in your heart to prayerfully give to the cause and to this film, you can also go to shotdead.org. And if you are in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area and you want to be there in person on November 9th, you can also purchase tickets at shotdead.org. All proceeds going back toward the production of this film. Welcome back into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, talking to Dr. Rankin and D. Hicks about explant surgery and women that are getting sick from their breast implants, but they're finding a solution and you guys are there to help them out. And we so appreciate the work that you're doing. D, what were the symptoms that you were experiencing before you went into Dr. Rankin's office? was just to be clear, Dr. Rankin was not my explant surgeon. Mm -hmm. So I came to work for him about three, about four years after my explant surgery. Gotcha. As far as the symptoms that I had, I had 54 symptoms on the day of my explant surgery. And when I woke up from surgery, 45 of the 54 were gone completely. Um, I had skin issues, which is huge. A lot of women suffer, you know, rashes, eczema, um, hair loss. I had brain fog. I had um, swollen lymph nodes, you know, under my armpits, around my breastplates, um, insomnia, heat intolerance, um, sound intolerance. It was, you know, it's it's kind of like all the sensors are all completely off. And I believe it's infl- inflammation driven for the most part, you know. Absolutely. Dr. Rankin, do you find that with the majority of your patients that many of their symptoms seem to be pretty much instantly gone after they wake up from surgery from the explants? Many patients do recover right away and improve right Mm -hmm. away. It's not every patient. I have patients that takes longer. Of course, there's patients that that don't get better. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my practice, I would say the majority do and do feel better and healthier. Um, But yes, I do see patients that feel better right away. Yeah. A lot of times it's like they, they initially, you know, a lot of us have had breathing issues, trouble breathing, asthma, feeling like, you know, there's an elephant sitting on your chest, anxiety, depression, all of that stuff. And, you know, for many of the women, they wake up and the first thing they can do is expand their lungs and take a deep breath. And, you know, I I can't tell you how many women I've sat with in recovery that just bust out crying because they feel like they can finally breathe, you know? So it it definitely helps once those are literally off your chest. (laughs) Yeah, literally off your chest. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Literally. (laughs) Uh, What's it like as someone, you know, you make that that big decision to get the implants, D, and Mm -hmm. then you you get sick from it. And so you feel like, you know, this is the right decision to move forward, get the explants. Um, How does that then affect, you know, your, um, your emotional state, your, your body image, how you look at yourself and your breasts once you've uh, once again, you know, gone through another surgery on your breasts? What's that like? You know, I've, I've helped thousands of women through this process with, you know, for the majority you know, when you realize that it's affecting your health and you realize that, hey, there's multiple man-made cancers associated with breast implants, you know, for me personally, I was so sick. I was bedridden. I couldn't even make it to my mailbox. I didn't think I was going to, you know, survive another month, 
waiting for my surgery date. They called, they moved me up and they got me in. And, you know, so for me, you know, I really, to be honest, I didn't give a rat's arse about, <laughs> about, you know, the aesthetics or any of that stuff, because I was, you know, when you realize like health is wealth, right? So, you know, they didn't mean anything to me at the point I was at when I removed them. Now, some women are removing them. They may have a handful of symptoms and, and, and it's difficult because, you know, they become part of our bodies and, you know, they're a self-confidence booster for many. And, you know, most women, when they start to feel the benefits, the health benefits associated with the removal of the implants and the capsules, then they start to kind of fall in love with their bodies all over again. You know, it's like a lot of them haven't seen their little boobies, you know, in many years. And so they kind of just feel bad about what they put their bodies through. It's a valuable lesson that we learn that anything that we put into our body can and will cause an endocrine disruption and immune system dysfunction. So, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't think anybody escapes that. You know, I feel like eventually you're going to come down with, you know, I have a lot of women that say, oh, you know, they reach out to me to explant and they'd say, you know, I don't have any symptoms. And I'm always like, great, that's awesome. Then I ask them, well, what kind of medications are you on? They're on Adderall, Ambien, um, anti-inflammatories, antidepressants. I mean, and then when I kind of back them through what they're kind of experiencing you know, why they're on these medications and connecting the dots, it allows them to make an informed decision for themselves so that they can come up with a plan and remove them making an informed decision, like knowing that, okay, this could be this, this could be this. It's a giant leap of faith, you know, for most of the women and the physical aspect of it is huge. A lot of women, they grieve them, you know, they grieve their breast implants. It's not easy for everybody. I, on one, my hand, I was kind of okay with just taking them out, which many women are, but there are a lot that struggle. I I would imagine that they would. And, you know, Dr. Rankin, do you have women though that are coming in and, you know, like Dee said, some of them maybe aren't connecting the dots with certain things that they're experiencing and it actually, they are having symptoms, but, you know, maybe do you have women that come in that really are pretty healthy, but think to themselves, okay, this is a potential um, health risk for me. I would like to get them removed anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I have women that, um, for one, if they have silicone implants, silicone implants generally do have a shelf life. And eventually, um, many women will have a rupture, which is often difficult to detect. So these women, they don't want to have surgery when they're 70 years old or 80 years old on an emergent basis. They'd rather take control of their health on the front end. Um, and there are concerns with cancers, with the breast implant illness, um, that they want to take their health into their own hands and remove the foreign body and kind of move on and, and not have to worry about that in the back of their head that something may be affecting their health. Absolutely. Dee, you are very well educated on, on what these potential hazards are. You know, what are these, what are the different chemicals and the different makeups of these? And, um, you know, what sort of data clinical trials, any, any kind of, any kind of information that people you know, need there, for informed consent? There, there are, you know, there's not a single safety study out there saying that breast implants are safe. Not, not a single one. There are hundreds and hundreds of studies saying that they're not. So, you know, 
it's it's difficult for you know people in the going to the doctors trying to figure out what's wrong with them. You know, I know myself personally. You know, I was my I was told that you know oh they're the safest device on the planet. They're so safe that we put them in breast cancer patients. You know, and you know there's arsenic, platinum, um, nickel. Um, I can't think off the top of my head right now, but there's, there's just, there's over 40 heavy metals and chemicals inside the concoction that is made silicone. So, you know, you have to think inside the body under heat, under pressure for, you know, decades at some point, you know, for years, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to leach into the body, you know, the breast implants, they, the shell, the shell breaks down over time. Uh, gel bleed has been very well documented for over four decades now. All breast implants are made of silicone. <clears throat> some are saline filled and some are silicone filled, but they all have a silicone shell. Yeah, um, it's uh, very much aligns with a lot of the different things that we've seen over the past couple of years on the lack of safety data that we're all being made aware yes. of um, for various things out there in the medical yep. Mm -hmm. in the medical field. And, you know, Dr. Rankin, prior to you going down this path with your, um, with your career going into explants exclusively, were you aware of the safety risks? Is that a kind of thing that, that people are, that women are talked to about prior to their surgery? Are they given some sort of, um, informed consent about the, the risks of the breast implants themselves? Um, I do think that there's been a lack of transparency with women in regards to giving them the risks, benefits, alternatives, potential complications with breast implants and with just foreign bodies and medical devices. I think that through particularly social media and women like D going to the FDA, going to our government, there's been more of a push to inform patients of what, what they can possibly expect. Um, the black box warning that's been put on breast implants has been a really big step. Now it's just getting the surgeons to try and educate their patients uh, because they, they deserve that. It's their right if they're considering putting something in their body that they should know everything that could potentially happen, that they're not devices that last a lifetime, that there's potential serious complications. And then with, with all those factors, they can make a, a decision with what is best for their health. D, I understand that you had a part in this black box warning getting put on these um, implants. Tell us about that. You know, it was myself and about 20 other advocates. You, you know, we, we created a GoFundMe and, you know, a lot of us were admins in the support groups on Facebook. So we were able to collect more data than even most of the implant manufacturers that presented to the FDA to get their devices approved in the first place. So, you know, we just kind of, you know, decided that we needed to do something. We all suffered tremendously. I went from like top of my game in my career to, you know, bedridden, getting food from the church to feed my kids. So, you know, us going to the FDA, it was very empowering for all of us. You know, we felt like we were the voice for, you know, millions of women, to be honest, you know, and it's something to be proud of, you know, that to be able to bring forth and ask for those changes. And, you know, it took a couple of years to do it, but nonetheless, we did get it, you know. 
That's, that's amazing. I um, am so proud of you women for, for doing that. And we'll Thank talk you. more on the other side of the break on um, how D works with Dr. Rank and why it's so important to have um, more than just that um, surgery aspect to his practice, but to also have that support um, as a part of his practice. And we'll talk a little bit more about the breast cancer angle in this in just a moment here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson. I encourage you to head over to my website, TarynGregson.com. Right now, if you go to TarynGregson.com slash newsletter, you can sign up for our free newsletter and you will get a multitude of resource guides. We have our brand new aluminum resource guide available to you that you'll get directly to your inbox, as well as the fluoride resource guide, HPV and MMR vaccine resource guides and more. Um, this is big for you guys. We're so excited to have um, these resources available for you and they're bite-sized. You know, it's digestible. It's not too much in depth. This goes into the aluminum guide, goes into the history of aluminum, how they've been used in vaccines and other various um, medical um, devices and medical um, treatments and how the potential toxin uh, nature of this, medical opinions behind it, resources, so on and so forth. So head to TarynGregson.com today. And we welcome back in Dr. Rankin D. Hicks, uh, explant, surger, explant surgeon and explant advocate um, to the show for our final segment of Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson presented by We the Patriots. USA. Uh, Dr. Rankin, why was it so important for you to bring D into your into your practice and, and have someone there to give support to these women? Um, you know, D and I, we work together seeing patients on clinic days. And I think it's very important for my patients to speak with somebody that's kind of been through the whole process as a patient and now as an advocate. Um, D really connects with the patients helps to alleviate their fears and helps them to walk through the whole process and kind of what to expect from a pre-surgical, surgical, and, and post-operative standpoint. So she's been awesome. We've been working together, like she said, for four years. And, um, you know, we you know, work, work very well together and, and really uh, appreciate and, and care for these patients very deeply. Dee, do you enjoy uh, this part in your journey that God has put you on? Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I'm like, gosh, how did I get here? You know, but I realized that, you know, a lot of people go through life and they never kind of find their calling. And I feel like, you know, I suffered tremendously in order to be able to empathize with these women on, you know, every level. I feel beyond blessed to work alongside of Dr. Rankin. He is absolutely fantastic. You know, he's done all, at this point over 3,500 explants. He does between five, 600 explants a year. He's excellent at what he does, but also, you know, our energies match very much so. And he is very empathetic and caring to his patients, not just during the consults, not during this, just during the surgery, but you know, he, he all throughout the whole process, he is very much like myself and cares. And it's just a breath of fresh air to work for a surgeon who, you know, respects not just me, but also his patients and just cares deeply about, you know, the people that are in front of him and the work that he does, you know. 
There are so many people in um, various facets of the medical freedom um, fight, you know, in very, you know, multitude of different ways. And many of them are led to this fight because of, you know, the experience that they've had, um, you know, whether it's themselves or a family member or a child that have suffered for various reasons. Um, and it's hard for them in the moment to see how God uses that later on in their life. Um, what has that emotional journey been like for you? Oh, and we just lost D. There, there, she, right there she is. She's back. Here I am. Uh, okay. I apologize. Okay. Um, what was the question? So many people, you know, when they're going through the tough part of their journey, especially in the medical freedom movement, you know, they've suffered something their family member or child has suffered, and um, it's hard for them to understand why. Do you feel like God has revealed that to you now? Yes. You know, I, I definitely feel like that, you know, there's been situations in my life that ultimately led me exactly where I was supposed to be. And this is where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But it is very true that, you know, all of us don't, I didn't, you know, I didn't start off like this, you know, I didn't start off feeling the way that I feel about other things as well. It took, you know, injuries or, you know, me being affected by the devices that were in my body for me to be on the road that I'm on today. Is, are there any other, as someone that's an advocate and is educating women, um, are there any other areas of this industry that you try and warn women about or you, um, you know, raise red flags on? In the plastic surgery industry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I think most of the women, they, they come to the conclusions on their own. They learn mm -hmm. valuable lessons by putting something foreign in their body. Then they also learn that hey, you know what? A lot of the studies that were put forward, this is one thing I learned through the FDA meetings, a lot, you know, one of the studies from mentor breast implants, you know, had 35 women over the course of three years. That was a long-term study, you know? So then, you know, it kind of opens the door that, hey, you know what? Maybe some of these agencies that are put in place to protect us are failing us, you know? So then it opens the door to say, hey, you know what? Well, if I was affected by my implants, maybe I'm going to be affected by say a filler or, you know, a medication or, you know, so it really opens their eyes. You know, I think it's an eye-opening experience for most women on just toxicity in the body, foreign objects in the body and agencies that are put in place to protect us, honestly. Absolutely. Dr. Rankin, did you get any pushback from your community, from the plastic surgeon community, when you started to go exclusively into explants, when you were kind of going against the grain a little bit in the plastic surgeon realm? Absolutely. And I still do get a lot of pushback, um, both from colleagues um, locally and from a national level. Um, I just try and maintain integrity in my practice. I'm trying to be honest and be upfront with patients, with my colleagues. And I think part of it is educating them and them to realize that this is something that's real, that women are, are suffering from and need to be taken into consideration um, throughout their practices also. Was there any one particular patient that, that changed you on your, on your road or was it just a multitude that kept coming in? It's a multitude. It's on yeah. a daily basis. Um, I, I see patients every day, every week that this really changes their life for the better. 
Um, and that's really when I became a physician, that's what it's all about is helping patients. So um, I'm doing really what I love to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. Go ahead. To say, you know, do no harm. You know, it really comes into play. And, you know, I think that some some surgeons don't want to believe that they are causing harm because that would cause, you know, accountability on their own part of, hey, maybe, you know, like Dr. Rankin said, you know, a lot of doctors do believe it doesn't happen to everyone, him included. I believe differently. I believe it's going to happen to everybody, you know, and I believe that a lot of people put band-aids over things that they are suffering with, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's always hard to kind of go against the grain, no matter what it is, um, even, you know, outside the medical community. And so I commend you guys for doing whatever it takes to, to help women. If women are interested um, in learning more or seeking out your services, Dr. Rankin, what can they do? Um, I would check me out on Instagram at David Rankin MD. Um, my site is really uh, produced by all my patients. So it's patient stories and um, you can really get a lot of information before and afters. Um, you can go to some of the sites that Dee was speaking about too for education. I think healing implants by Nicole is important. Nicole Deruda developed that and she's really been a huge pioneer in this. Um, also Kim Barden on Instagram at um, Breast Implant Illness also. So those are three good resources to start with. Mm -hmm. Do people travel from all over the country to to come to your office? Yeah, I get to meet people from all over the United States, even all over the world. So it's really, yeah. really nice to hear their stories, to meet awesome people and um, you know, learn a little bit about them and their geography. And it's really, it's really exciting. That's, that's amazing. And where are you, tell people where you're located again, if they want to look you up. I'm in Jupiter, Florida. In Jupiter, Florida. Uh, Yes, I used to hail from uh, Florida and my husband and I just moved back to the St. Louis area, but we miss it. We love Florida. We were there for a while. So um, I thank you so much, both of you guys, for coming on today, for giving a voice to um, this issue and for giving encouragement and hope for women. You know that there is um, there are, are alternatives. There are different so various solutions um, and that you can be creative with it and you can take back ownership of your health and um, I so appreciate that. Dee, uh, do you have any final parting words um, before we leave here today? Uh, Dee, it looks like you're on mute. Can you? There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> um, for, you know, on, on my Instagram account, which is d.hicks underscore explant or D underscore Hicks excellent liaison. It um, I have a lot of the studies. I I have a lot of the studies that are out there that show the dangers about the gel bleed and that kind of stuff. So I have my Instagram is mostly that kind of stuff. You know, more advocacy work. But you know, thank you so much for having us on here. We really do appreciate it, and thank you for spreading awareness as well. Absolutely. And we will link to both of your guys' pages in the show notes of this as well. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you so much. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA.
We the Patriots USA does not endorse or recommend any product or service advertised on this program. We the Patriots USA is not a healthcare provider and cannot provide medical advice or treatment.